Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us at Christian Advisor. I'm Ryan Brown, a financial planner, and I'll be your Christian Advisor for today. In our previous episode, we discussed biblical financial principles regarding finances. Those principles are that all wealth belongs to God, and we are simply stewards of what God has given us, to spend less than you earn, to have an emergency fund, to give generously, to avoid debt as much as possible, to set long-term goals, and contentment. Today, we're going to dive deeper into setting long-term goals. In fact, we're going to take a look at short-term goals as well, and my personal favorite, medium-term goals. If you've made it this far in the podcast, you should not be surprised that we are having a conversation about goals. When we took a look at budgeting, we wanted to make sure that our budget aligned with our goals. When we dove into the wealth languages, we were finding ways to talk about how we wanted fulfillment from our finance, which could be called goals. Then, even as we discussed biblical principles and contentment, what is the point of contentment? Well, the point of contentment is reached when you can answer, how much is enough? Knowing how much is enough, well, that's a goal. So let's start to take a look at goals and why it's important to make goals, the advantages we get from goals, and why you want to set goals further than just one year or even five years down the road. I like to divide goals into three different time periods. Short-term, medium-term, and the long-term. Short-term goals consist of goals for the next 12 months. Often, short-term goals may be portions of longer-term goals, or they may simply be smaller, more achievable goals that you have already made some progress on. Medium-term goals can also be called your five-year plan. These are any goals that you hope or expect to complete in the next one to five years. This will make up some larger objectives and goals that may take a few years of intentional and consistent effort. Finally, there are long-term goals. These goals are further than five years away, and often they make up things that you know will happen in the long run, and what I like to call your bucket list goals. For many people, retirement is a long-term goal especially if you are one of those people who does not plan on retiring unless your health forces you to. However, retirement should be a goal for everyone, because that is the point of financial self-sufficiency. Now, I recommend working through your goals in either increasing or decreasing order. Whether you want to start in the short term and build your way towards long term, or vice versa, Start with the long-term and make your medium and short-term goals align accordingly. I personally prefer starting with the short-term and working my way up. What are you looking for with your goals? Well, that's the interesting and personal part of it. We are talking about finances, so most people want to think about goals with financial consequences. Goals like getting out of debt, which is an amazing goal. Goals like travel or other expenditures like a wedding. See, goals can really be anything, and there are potential financial implications regardless of your goal. A goal can be achieving a certain position or status at work. A certain accomplishment related to your hobbies may also be an important goal, or a certain experience could be a goal. 
However non-financial it sounds, you would be surprised as to how many goals lead to financial considerations. The reason for that is simple. Our finances aren't just about money, but rather our finances involve everything that ensures you are able to support yourself, your household, your community, to pay your obligations, and to invest in your future. As we can see from this, your finances are less about money and much more about you. Since that's the case, what you want to do is pretty important. On top of that, like we just discussed with Jim, setting long-term goals is biblically based, which means there is a lot of good support for why you should be setting goals, and not just because it can be a fun endeavor. Furthermore, as we discussed with Jim last episode, studies by Edwin Locke in 2002 and Dr. Gail Matthews in 2015 found that simply focusing and writing down a goal helps achieve it. Without a goal, it's easy to get sidetracked and spend money on other things or other priorities. So let's get to work with some goals. Let's start with our short-term goals and work our way up to the bucket list items. See, short-term goals are goals that you should be able to accomplish within the next 12 months, or year if you prefer. They can be goals by themselves, like climbing a mountain this summer. Or they can be recurring goals, like making sure you take your partner on at least a certain amount of dates this year. As the name implies with recurring goals, you will likely have that same goal on your list again next year. This can be really good, because building good habits is important, and consistency of repetitively hitting the same important goal every year is truly an admirable accomplishment. When looking at what form of short-term goals you may want to have, I recommend looking at four different categories. Firstly, take a look at something that will develop you professionally, whether that be a career or calling. Continuing to learn and investing in yourself should be a goal. The second category you might want to look at is what you would like to achieve relationally in your life, whether that's something with your family your spouse, or your friends, finding time to improve the way that you interact and connect with your community is an incredibly important goal. Relationships are quite important. As far as I am aware, no one on their deathbed says, gosh, I wish I spent more time at work and less time with my friends. (laughs) Third, take a look at your budgeting goals and see how you can move closer to financial freedom this year. Do you want to use your margin or excess that you generate to decrease your debt? Would you like to increase your investments? Are you going to school and investing further in yourself? Or have you already achieved financial freedom and there is a project or calling that is requiring your margin? Finally, and arguably the most important, just take a look at what is in your situation and see if there are any things that are bothering you. If it is bothering you, that probably has some importance, and improving that situation is something that would increase your quality of life. Along those lines, this can be anything from credit card debt to cluttered houses to your clothes not making you feel confident when you wear them. When formulating goals, improving on these little annoyances may seem much more possible and much more simple once you've taken the time to specify what you can do 
to approve the situation. Next, we move on to our medium-term goals, also called your five-year plan. When you're looking outside of 12 months and into 60 months, the first medium-term goals that come up most people would rather avoid. Obligations. Obligations are more specific goals, things such as replacing your vehicle, as the average vehicle lifespan, according to a 2018 study from Forbes, is just under seven years. So if you are a part of a household with two vehicles, you're going to be looking to replace one of those vehicles, intentionally or unintentionally, about once every three to four years. Vehicles are not cheap, and that is an expense that we need to budget for. For families with children, you need to ask, are you going to be helping with their post-secondary? And if so, how much? Because the sooner you start on goals like this, the better. But as this goal approaches that five-year mark, it truly becomes an obligation that you need to be aware of. Next, the fun part of your five-year plan. Look towards achievements. I think achievements make up a big part of people's five-year plans, and that's a good thing. Achievement goals within our five-year plan become the things that can help motivate us and reinforce the positive work that we have done. Some of the greatest goals that I've seen in the medium term are things such as getting married, starting a family, buying a house that will become a family home, starting a business within your community, traveling to see certain parts of the world. Really, any accomplishment or adventure that you would be proud to share with your friends and family. So now we have obligations and we have accomplishments, but there's still another consideration, progression. With progression, take a look at your short-term goals and see how you want those short-term goals to have changed or expanded in the medium term. If one of your short-term goals is to get better at budgeting, then maybe one of your medium-term goals as a progression of budgeting is to be entirely debt-free. If one of your short-term goals is to increase the amount of dates you've taken your partner on to maybe once every other week or once every month, <clears throat> those of you with children under four discuss amongst yourselves, then maybe one of your medium-term goals is a particular vacation or a treat with your partner. If one of your short-term goals is to build a better habit reading the Bible, then maybe one of your medium-term goals would be to use that knowledge to serve in your church, hosting a Bible study or outreach group. These natural progression goals will help with your repeat short-term goals as you work towards the medium-term goal. Further to that, in this instance, let your medium-term goal act as a reward for successfully completing your short-term goals consistently. Finally, moving on to long-term goals. The sky truly is the limit when making long-term goals. Arguably, the easiest and the hardest of your goal sections to compose. There are a couple goals that everyone shares, such as reaching retirement or financial freedom, and making sure that your affairs or estate is in order should something heartbreaking happen to you. But beyond that, put whatever you want. I call it the bucket list for a reason, and you should include anything and everything that you want. Whether that's traveling to the Caribbean Ocean or Rome or Seoul, whether you want to go, you should include that. 
Whether that's having a house on an acreage with a hidden room, include that. Whether it's starting or championing causes that you believe in, include that. And whether it's increasing, enjoying, and deepening the friendships and the blessings that you already have, include that. The point is that no one is going to know. But beyond that, put whatever you want to. I call it the bucket list for a reason. And it should include anything and everything that you want. Whether that's traveling to the Caribbean Ocean or Rome or Seoul. Wherever you want to go, you should include that. Whether it's having a house on an acreage, maybe with a hidden room inside, include that. Whether it's starting or championing the causes that you believe in, include that. And whether it's increasing, enjoying, and deepening the friendships and the blessings that you already have in your life, include that. The point is that no one is going to know other than you. And whilst we all hope for eternity with our Lord and Savior, we should also hope for the things that we can accomplish while we are here. As our earlier studies showed, if you're going to write down these goals, you're much more likely to achieve them. So make sure that you include the fun and exciting goals also. Well, for those of you that worked through your goals with us, how are they looking? In your short-term goals, do you have something that's going to help develop you? Do you have a goal that's going to help bolster your relationships? Do you have a plan for how to utilize your financial margin? What are you going to work on to, or develop that's going to help release some of those annoyances or bothers? If you have one of each of those, it sounds like a set of well-rounded short-term goals. Moving on to your medium-term goals, have you thought about your obligations? And have you thought about the accomplishments you wish to pursue? Have you thought about the progressions and improvements of your repeat short-term goals? If you have, then you may have more medium-term goals than short-term goals. And that's great, because you have a lot more time for your medium-term goals. Then, speaking of time, your long-term goals. You should have retirement in mind. You should ensure your estate is in order. And you should have your dreams. With this list in hand, you are already well on your way to accomplishing what you, have, what you have set out to do, and you're that much better at applying biblical principles to your life and finances by applying that long-term goal setting. On top of that, writing your goals in this way should have generated something called SMART goals, which is an acronym. It stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Sensitive. If you take a look at the goals you've written down, they should be these things. Well, we are just about out of time for today. Today, we covered goals and goal setting, especially how it relates to our finances. That being said, considering that our finances are not just about money, but rather our finances involve everything that ensures we are able to support ourselves, our households, our communities, and to pay our obligations or invest in our future, this episode is simply about your goals. So with our goals in mind, we divided them into three categories. The short term, which is within the next 12 months, the medium term, which is within the next five years, and the long term, which is anything outside of those earlier timeframes. With each of these timeframes, we looked for inspiration that helped us create SMART goals. 
Next week, we will be taking a look at compound interest, how it can work for you, and how it can work against you. Thank you for spending your time with me through this episode of the Christian Advisor Podcast. Look forward to new episodes coming out every other week as we journey through faith, finances, and fact here at christianadvisor.ca. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or our website, christianadvisor.ca. Once again, my name is Ryan Brown from Silver Maple Financial and IPC Investment Corporation, and it has been my pleasure to be your Christian advisor for today. Have a great day, and God bless.